What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Brie Ann, tuning in with you. Thank you so much for joining me back on my channel. Welcome to Girl Stop, where we talk about all things girl, all things Jesus, and everything in between. And as you know, that's a whole lot in between. Every week, we have a particular focus, and this week, we are talking about you. Yes, we are getting in your business, in your face, and in your space. And we're glad that you're here. If this is your first time joining me, uh, again, thank you for coming. Um, I hope that you leave something, uh, leave with something rather that you didn't come with. And I hope that you're a better person after tuning in. Go ahead and click that subscribe button. Follow us on all of our social media accounts because we got some amazing things happening. And I'm super excited. Like y'all have no idea um, the magnitude of amazingness that God is just downloading and opening up. And I can't wait. So I know you're not here for all of that hoorah. So let's just jump right into it. Last week, I talked about how we were going to be speaking on how you're the, the light of the world, how you're the salt of the how you're the salt of the earth, how you're the light of the world and how you're the crown. Right. I find that it's easy to talk to girls or women about, you know, what they're going through, what their problems are, their stresses, their issues, uh, what burdens them, what weighs them down, you know, what makes them feel less than. We can sit and cry and eat Debbie cakes and cupcakes and cookies and have wine and pizza and nachos and wings and cry all about how bad stuff made us feel, um, how unworthy we think we are, how we don't qualify, how we don't measure up. And we can do that all day, every day. Isn't And as a matter of fact, a lot of friendships are built on that. A lot of friendships are built on, particularly with women, on those joint insecurities. Like, oh, yeah, well, I don't feel like, you know, I can wear that outfit or, yeah, girl, I can't either. I have to do this or, you know, those insecurities of I'm not good enough to sit with them or all of these different things that we negatively like join covenant friendships with. Right. Um and it's really toxic, first of all. Like, I hate that we're in this. This is a side note. I hate that we're in this time period where everything wants to be toxic like oh my gosh this toxic masculinity and this toxic femininity and this toxic this and toxic that like it's oh my gosh like everything is not toxic okay but this this actually is um because if we can spend all of this time all of this energy all of this effort and all this focus on who we are not that same energy could be like expended on focusing on who we are And so I feel like that's my goal. I feel like that's my job. I feel like that's why I'm here on this earth. I feel like I know rather that I'm called to help women find voice, freedom, language and words. I know that, you know, me being a communicator is like all down deep in my whole bones and every part of my existence. I get that. But if I'm going to spend my time talking with you, if I'm going to spend my time pouring into you, if I'm going to spend my time helping you find the words, I'm not helping you find words to solidify the place you're in or the badness that you feel or the or the unworthiness that you feel about yourself. No, 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 no. I want you to know who you are. And that's so important because if you don't know who you are, first of all, anybody can tell you anybody can tell you or persuade you um, who you should be. 
And, you know, as we live in a digital age where Instagram is always flooded with pictures of bought and photoshopped bodies, you know, Facebook is always telling us how not in a relationship we are because we're single or we're not engaged and everybody else is getting married and having babies and we're living these perfect social media lives. And then there's Twitter to trash you about all the things you're not doing and give you some false, really deep, theologically um, not sound point about how imperfect your life is. And then here you are scrolling through all of it consuming it for hours upon hours a week and hours upon hours every month and then it becomes your identity so just scaling back from all of that you need to know who you are so let's talk about it Matthew 5 13 says you are the salt of the earth and that you you know if you lose your flavor uh what good are you so that's what I'm talking about when I say like you're the salt of the earth. You you bring flavor to the world like you are so amazing. The guy uniquely crafted you um, to dynamically shift the world that you're living in. Now, a lot of people think that they can't make a difference in the world because they don't have a million dollars or they don't have a huge following or a huge platform. But I found, you know, that everybody's not supposed to do that. Um, if you study out the word, uh, you can see where some people had churches in thousands. Some people had churches in hundreds. Some people had churches in tens of thousands. Some people only had ministries of like 50 people. So it's just like, are you stewarding the measure of influence and the measure of impact that you could be making right now? Like if you're only making a difference in the one person's life, if you're only making a difference in the three friends that you have, are, are you making a difference in your social statuses and not saying like in proving who you are as far as popularity contest or homecoming queen contest or pageants or athletic contests. But I'm saying as far as. Um, maybe your social status updates, like when you're tweeting, when you're putting on Facebook, when you're putting, you know, a video on TikTok, when you're Snapchatting, like, are you being salt? Are you bringing flavor to the world? Do you know who you are enough to not conform to the ways of this world, but also to those around you? It's really easy to become chameleon-like and like not, let me see it. Let me say it this way and sit in the identity of others. Because you want to be accepted. We all want to be accepted. We all want to be loved. But are you okay with the parameters of your identity and influence not being accepted because you're going to be who you are? Now, let's bring balance to this conversation because this does not mean that you're just wild, rebellious and unruly because you are who you are. No, everybody needs to grow. Everybody needs to develop. Everybody needs to be groomed. Everybody needs to be corrected. You know, you don't have all the answers. Um, you don't know it all. You don't have it all. And I think the quicker that you recognize that you don't have it all, you don't know it all. You don't have to be at all. I think the quicker that you will develop through the processes that you need to, to really allow who you are to emerge in full character and full integrity. And as a woman that God called you to be. So again, your salt, your flavor. What's your flavor? There used to be this commercial like years ago. Like I'm talking about like years. And it was like, tell me what's your flavor. <laughs> I don't know if y'all ever heard this, that commercial, but it was basically asking you this verse. It was asking you like, what's your uniqueness? What do you bring to the world? What do you bring to those different environments that you're in? You know, going back to the point of sphere of influence, you know, God may not need you to have a million followers on Instagram. God may not need you to stand on platforms and speak to millions. God may not need you, you know, to be the best athlete. He may need you to be the best manager. He may need you to be the best background worker. 
He may need you to be the best home, the best home health care worker. I don't know what God has called you to do. I don't know the level of development and developmental process that you're in. But what I do know is that the Bible calls you the salt of the earth, which then means that you should be adding flavor and color and richness and amazingness to your world, whatever area of the world you're in, whatever time zone, whatever sphere of influence and whoever you can impact. I think people just don't understand that like it really doesn't cost much to give and giving doesn't mean having a whole lot of money. We got to get away from this mentality that we have to have a lot of money to give. Serving people does not require a whole lot. Like, you know, it might require, it might require your time. Maybe your, you know, 90 year old neighbor just needs somebody to come sit with her, you know, for 30 minutes out of a day. Maybe you're, you know, maybe she needs the trash taken out. She can't carry it. You know, it's, there are so many ways to impact lives around you that I just have really little tolerance for people who think that they have to wait till they get to a place and then do something like, no, do what you can with what you have with where you are right now. And I'm gonna say that again, do what you can with what you have with where you are right now. I think that's so imperative. Like, and when you can do more, you already have the heart. You probably already have a system and you already have, um, the, uh, schedule, I guess, to do it. The routine is kind of the word I'm looking for. Um, because a lot of times we will sign up for this volunteer activity and we'll set aside time to go do this one good thing for at this one time and feel good about ourselves and like never do anything again. And like, even though that one effort was awesome, there are needs all around. I guarantee you that you will always find a need or somebody who needs help or somebody who needs service. And I think what you have to do is just pray that God open your eyes to the things that are going on around you. You may say, well, everybody around me is blessed. Everybody around me is fine. Like nobody's sick. Nobody's hurting. You know, nobody needs any love, like which I beg to differ. However, if everybody around you is blessed, then you need to get proximate to some people with some issues because it's a broken and a hurting world. And your flavor is supposed to be bringing some flavor to that. That part of the world it's supposed to be bringing some hope where there's hopelessness and some love where there is none where there's you know hatred and hardness I don't believe that God allows us to just just bask in our blessing I believe that he fills us all the way up and then once we get filled all the way up I believe that he allows us to overflow into the lives of others and some of us are just kind of filled all the way up and content that we're filled and not not realizing that we have some overflow to give to other people. So think about it. Pray about it. Ask God, like, what is my new my unique flavor of the world and how can I use this flavor to be the salt of the earth that you called me to be? Because I don't want to be useless salt. I mean, what is the point of useless salt? Have you ever tried to put salt on something and you can't taste it? Like, it's so frustrating, first of all. And then it's useless. The rest of that verse is you got to throw it out because it's no good. So talking about like you being the salt of the earth, a lot of you may hear that as people pray, you know, you may hear that in different church environments or whatever. But that's basically what it's saying, that you are the salt of the earth. You need to bring flavor to this earth. All right. So don't lose your flavor. Um, 
don't lose it. Don't you can lose your flavor, like I mentioned earlier, uh, by trying to conform to the way this world. The Bible says um, Romans 12 to um, do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The way you do that is you uh, sit with yourself, get with the word in prayer time. You're constantly renewing your mind. You're constantly asking God, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. That way you always know and you're always aware that you are on that you are not only um, in tune with what God is doing in you and for you, but you're not picking up like the ways, the customs, the language, the the vibes, quote unquote, the energies of the world. You're not you're you're constantly washing your mind with biblical principle and the way of how you're supposed to live your life out on this earth as a Christian believer. Like a lot of times it's easy to get lost in the sauce. And this is what I mean. You know, if you spend a lot of time, you know, just just the mundanes of life, you know, scrolling through social media, seeing where all of where all these false posts about, you know, how you should love and how you need to guard yourself. And you're only for me and I'm only with me and I'm only about me and all this self-centeredness. And then, you know, you go into like your perspective high school or college campuses or wherever you are, your workplace. And then there's all these people who are looking out for me and all, that's not my job. And I'm trying to like, no, you got to continually put the word on these matters. You got to continually wash your mind from your day and what you've consumed. Sidebar, I was talking to the youth Thursday and I was telling them about how we really need to be aware of what we are consuming. And when I say consuming, I mean consuming in the realms of our spirit. Now, if you struggle with finances, that's another conversation. But specifically, I'm talking about what we what we give our spirit. The ways into your spirit are your eye gates and your ear gates. That's the only way that anything can get inside you inside your heart, inside your mind, what you see, what you hear. So you have to be very mindful of what you're listening to, what you're watching, what you're scrolling past, who you allow in your timeline, the the lyrics of the songs that you're bopping to. All of those things are super important. And I think it's very imperative that, you know, as you that as you grow as a believer, you're mindful of what you are consuming. Um, As the salt of the earth, you cannot be consuming everything. Think about it. If we're cooking a dish and, you know, we make this dish and we try to put salt on it. Well, depending on what we put in this dish, um, it may not allow the richness of the salt to be tasted, to be experienced like it should. Because the power and the potency of all of the other flavors and all the other ingredients could overshadow the salt. So you don't want to be like that in the world. You don't want all of the other stuff, all of the other potency, all of the other negativity, all of the other um, spiritual negative forces of darkness to overpower your salt. You got to be strong and resolute in your salt. You got to be potent and you got to know that you're coming with the flavor and everybody that knows got to know you're coming with the flavor. But a part of that is knowing your flavor. And I keep emphasizing that because that is what makes you unique. That is what sets you apart. That is what makes you different. A lot of people don't want to hear that. A lot of people want kind of, you know, a cookie cutter three-step how-to on how to, you know, know about their, how they're the salt of the earth, or they just simply accept the fact that the Bible says that I'm the salt of the earth and that's cool. But like, what are you supposed to do with that? Like, what more are you supposed to know about yourself and about being the salt of the earth? And as the salt of the earth, what is my duty? 
I think that is the level of, of understanding that I want us to get to as the salt of the earth. There is it's more than a cute cliche. It's more than a cute meme. It's more than a cute caption on your picture. It's more than just a Bible verse. I believe that there's another level of revelation down in that verse. And I think that we miss it because it speaks to our identity. First of all, it calls us salt. Now, <laughs> there's a lot that can be said about salt, specifically because I'm in the South. And so I see salt, oh my God, on everything. I'm talking about salt base. Salt is the base of all of our other seasonings, like most of them actually. And not only that, but you know, salt is so, it's such a essential and vital mineral. Like you don't understand how much salt is in. The next time you go grocery shopping or you know, you're with your family or you know, just pay attention to what all has salt in it. And that is something else that, you know, I think we can learn about salt and us being the salt of the earth. It's, vi it's visibly invisible because once you put that salt on something, you don't see it anymore. But oh my God, when you bite into it, if you put too much salt on it, you can taste it. You know that salt is there and it is distinct. Right. And it's the same, you know, as we sprinkle out into the world and our different areas and perspectives, like when you put salt in that atmosphere, when you put salt in that environment, when you put salt in that climate, you may not be able to see it to pinpoint it. But, you know, it's there when you get into that room, when you get into that atmosphere, you should know that salt is there. And so when I think about um, tasting salt, right? Like that's another level of salt. So the Bible says that we are the salt of the earth, right? Well, when I think about somebody biting into something that's too salty or experiencing salt for the first time, like, you know, when you, you see like little babies and they have like their first uh, taste of lemon and, and the mommy puts like a little bit of salt on it to kind of try to knock out some of the tangs to try to make it sweeter, kind of a contrast thing. Okay. Maybe that's just me, but, um, <laughs> When I think about those experiences, I think about the power that's behind the salt. Because if I have a piece of chicken, uh, a piece of fish, if I have, I don't know, a casserole. Why are you putting salt on your casserole? I don't know. A casserole, whatever you want to imagine. If I have that, right, and I put too much salt on it, it's overbearing. It's too much. And so I think that there's a balance that we need to, you know, not try to go in and take over the atmosphere. We're not trying to take over the piece of chicken, but we need the piece of chicken, quote unquote, the atmosphere, um, you know, to know that we're a part of it. And I think that's how God wanted us to make impact in the earth. Again, Matthew 5, 13 is where I'm coming from, because in the same in the next verse, he also talks about how you're the light of the world. And that's another aspect of identity that I really didn't want to talk about um, on this one. But I will go into this because it kind of goes into my point when we're talking about being the salt of the world. Um, and I said how we're visibly invisible. It's kind of like light, like sometimes in different atmospheres, if you're taking light into darkness, you can always exactly pinpoint where that light is, where that light is coming from. Sometimes there's so much light that you don't know where the light is coming from. Right. And so with that overwhelmingness of light, if you will, um, the light was never meant to light what was already lit. The light was meant to light darkness. The same with salt. The Bible talks about how us, we're not supposed to lose our salt. Well, if this piece of chicken already has salt on it, then I need to move to season the other piece of chicken that are saltless. 
the Bible and God's principles work together because they're one. Right. So, again, we need to be mindful of not trying to just be salt with other salts. So not just being light with other lights. Other Christians is what I'm saying, like not just other Christians, not just other light, not just other salt. We need to share that salt. So (laughs) I kind of like that parallel. Share the salt, because if you're sitting at the dinner table and (laughs) the food has been served, you know, whether you're out to eat or whether, you know, at home, everybody's sitting down and somebody assesses their food. What do they want more of? They want more salt. And what do they say? They say pass the salt. And some of you guys are salt uh, salts of the earth that need to be passed. You have been clicked up with yoked up with best friends with all of the other lights, all of the other salts of the earth. And it's time for you to pass. It's time for you to be passed somewhere else. It's time for you to go share your salts with someone who needs more of the salt in you. If you are the salt in the earth, there's a table that you're already supposed to be planted on. If you are the salt of the earth, there's a cabinet that you're already destined to be in. There's a piece of meat. A pe- I'm sorry to my vegetarian, vegan people. Um, there's there's something that needs your seasoning in this earth. And I believe it's our job to figure out what part of the earth and then also where we should be sharing our salt. Okay. The salt, the salt paradigm, the, the, the latter part of the verse says, but if the salt has lost his flavor, his savor, excuse me, wherewith shall it be salted? It is then forth good for nothing, but to be cast out and be trodden on under by the foot of men. Now that's the KJV. I know that that's, you know, kind of hard for some people to understand. So let's read it in the Amplified. It says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, its good, its strength and its quality. Going back to identity, you are strong in what you are qualified to do. You are strong in what God created to do. You are strong in your uniqueness in Christ that we spoke of earlier. That's why it's so imperative that you get with God. And I'm going to keep saying it till he gets down all in your knower. I love when my pastor says that. He's like, you got to get that in your knower. Do y'all's pastor say that? Okay, well, mine does. And I just love that because I'd be like, dang, that's so true. Like when you can get something in your knower, like your knower is like you knowing that, you know, I love that. But OK, hmm, I go off this. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's your strength. The, the salt is like its strength and its quality. How can its saltiness be restored? It is not good for anything any longer but to be thrown out and trodden by men. So I I don't like to imagine Even though the Bible says it, I don't like to imagine that we have lost our saltiness. There was um, kind of a word trend, I guess it was probably a couple years ago, maybe not like maybe not that long ago. But um, I remember people would be like, you so salty, like, don't be salty. And we were actually speaking against biblical principle. Like, no, the Bible says be salty. The Bible says, like, you don't want to not be salty because then you've lost your power. Remember the verse says in the Amplifiers, you lost your strength, you lost your quality. And so if you lost your strength, you lost your quality, you, like, you lost your, uniquely, your uniqueness, you don't stand out. You don't you don't make a difference you don't matter you you look like everyone else in the crowd you're one of the many and I am a firm believer that you were born to stand out like I know that you've probably heard that before but it's so true and I don't like thinking that you're no longer salty 
But I, I would like to think that maybe you just thought that, you know, being the salt of the earth was like a cute cliche. But hopefully with this podcast, you've rethought that. Hopefully you've rethought that you need to pass the salt. You need to share the salt. You need to be the salt of the earth. And that requires you to do a little spiritual digging. But I guarantee you, if you give with Holy Spirit, he will show you, he will tell you, and he will guide you because that's what he does. And that's what he was given to us for. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast. I appreciate you. Hopefully you, you learned something. You took something from this. You got a deeper revelation on Matthew 5, 13. And my prayer is that you will go out into this world and be the salt, be the light. Like next, next podcast, maybe not the next podcast, but next week for sure. We're definitely going to hit the light aspect, talking about who we are, how we are, how we are to be lights of the world. Because we say that a lot. We hear that a lot, but it's not just a verse. It's There's power, there's revelation. And I think that we should talk about it. So if you want to send me a DM, an email, a voice message, let me know what you think, how you feel about this content and what you want more of. But until this time Thursday, I will see you guys or hear from you guys. (laughs) Until next time, guys, peace, love, and hair grease.